0: Hey, Scuttlebuds, we are limited with our time, work, family, household responsibilities. It all adds up if you don't stay ahead of it. I don't know about you, but when I'm socializing, I make it a point to not talk about how busy I am with all these day-to-day responsibilities. Why compound your busyness? There's not a more boring answer to the question, how are you doing, than I'm so busy. Yeah, who isn't? You think you're the only one? What's my point? Well, if things are so busy, how do we have time to keep up with all that garbage on the internet? Do you really need to take the quiz to learn what force in nature you are? Look, I'm a hurricane because I'm a blowhard. There, done. Didn't need a quiz to help me arrive at that. So, go ahead and multitask by doing what you gotta do while listening to Liz and I wax poetic about an important emerging life skill called critical ignoring. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by APC Pest and Termite Control. Your in-laws were enough company for the holidays. Keep mice out this holiday and beyond with APC Pest and Termite Control. And by Royal Pizza. When your in-laws are still in your house... And you don't feel like cooking for them anymore. There's always royal pizza. Small Town Scuttlebots. Check one, two. Check one, two. (laughs) That's what your sound check sounds like. Do you know what? guilty pleasure. When you're not here and I'm recording the preamble to mm-hmm. the show, I beatbox into this thing. Oh my God. And try it. It sounds good. <laughs> 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 you gotta work on your beatbox, too.
1: Or I should like try those. Remember that mm-hmm. dude from Police Academy that did all the sound effects oh, with his mouth, um, Michael Winslow? <laughs> Winslow, yeah. He was good.
0: <laughs> Loved his cameo in oh. Spaceballs.
1: Oh, I don't even remember that. I saw the movie, but the I bleeps, don't remember. The bleeps, the
0: jeeps, and the creeps. Remember? And mm-hmm. it's like, Remember, the radar got forever. jammed, and he's no. like, he runs his finger across the table says, strawberry. <laughs> no? It's great. Good movie. Okay. Well, Scuttlebuds. Oh, hi. How are you? You're hanging out with us in the basement, northeast corner of my house, again, in the Scuttlebutt studio. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, where we react to the overreactions of small town problems. And uh, it's also the show where Liz comes in with one... Starbucks, two hosts. You do the math. (laughs) I guess I'll just drink my Pellegrino
1: overpriced (laughs) water.
0: (laughs) You know what? It's worth the money. Pellegrino has a mineral like flavor to it. Hmm. It's just a little something different, and it's carbonated. Anywho, um, how was that for a start? I've been working on my start. Yes. Okay. Really
1: hit the ground running there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we did. (laughs) I was talking to our, uh, let's call him the producer. It, mm-hmm. sounds, it sounds pretty cool. The guy that edits the podcast, Scott Ladani. He has a uh, history, a long career in radio, terrestrial radio, bringing up talent in uh, morning shows and whatnot. And I said, I had a nice call. I had a nice conversation with him the other day. And um, I said, can you give me one tip, one thing to work on? And you know what? He gave me like five.
1: <laughs> Overachiever.
0: I'm like, hold on. i got to write these down. Hold on. You're getting ahead of me. So one of them was you and I should not talk to each other beyond business. Like, can I get you a water? Oh, I see you have your Starbucks already. Um, do you need to use the bathroom? Hey, yeah. which seat do you want? Make yourself comfortable. Let's do a sound check and then get into it.
1: And that's good advice because there have been times when... We've come into the studio together and we just start talking about some random topic and we start joking about it and it's really funny, but we didn't capture any of it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good problem to have. Yes. Because we're kind of excited. Well, we're definitely excited to do this is what it tells us or tells me I'll speak for myself Mm -hmm. Then you can go. One, we're excited to do the show. Two, we're happy to see each other. If you came moping in here, I'm like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Not much. Is this thing on? Are you doing this? <laughs> that might be a sign that things are Agreed. getting it's, rocky.
1: Instead, we come in like two little chihuahua puppies. It's all excited.
0: <laughs> Beatboxing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that was the big the big. Was tip. that the
1: big takeaway or did that, we have
0: other? That was a big one. Okay. Another one. Well, I think that that one sort of will make, it, it'll permeate throughout yes. the whole show, right? Mm-hmm. Another one is to be... Um, better descriptors we have to describe things better like okay. when we talk about our kids for the first time listener like is, is this kid that did that thing a three-year-old or a 10-year-old because it's cute if they're 10 it's really freaking creepy if they're three you know what right, i mean right right so, right.
1: that's a great point because i always assume so you know my kids you know my mm-hmm, family I, yes. so i feel because i'm talking to you and i feel like You know, friends of mine listen that I don't have to provide that level of detail to folks. But, yeah, we want to paint a picture for the listeners who might not be as familiar with our lives. That's
0: right. That's right. Also, um, Scott had mentioned that he wasn't sure what exactly a Ushanka is. And it's such a critical thing of our show. So (laughs) I'm like, you know, it's like the big fuzzy Elmer Fudd hat with the (laughs) hammer and sickle on the red star that the the red Army. No, Russia wasn't didn't. No, no. But but it's not a household word. You're know, like, son, did you re- do you remember your scarf, your gloves, and your Ushanka? Like, <laughs> no one says that. Not around here, at least. Um, so. So was he
1: suggesting we rename it or no, we educate no, think, the listeners I, I think about from what we're referring to?
0: What I took away was from time to time, we should say, we are now going to the Ushanka. Mm-hmm. The Ushanka, we flipped it over. It's a hat. You know, the Soviet Red Army used to wear these things and. Cold Siberia. Mm-hmm. Think, 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 uh, Spies Like Us. <laughs> right? Great movie. Yep. You saw that one, right? I did, of course. Yeah, that's a good movie. Those guys were wearing ushankas. Yep. And those long coats. There you go. So that's all. That's, that's awesome. uh, Well, there's more, but it's like a right. golf swing. Yeah. I don't want to give you too much, Liz. Let's just focus on those. <laughs> I'll give you some more next week.
1: And we don't want to give too much of a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I know, right? know what messes we really are. Yeah,
0: it was a four-hour <laughs> conversation. He's like, dude, you need work. <laughs> Um, should we talk about the um the big change to the show? Yes. Okay. Do you do you want to uh well let me No, I think you should. I, I think should. you should. Okay. Mike you know what there's no way to let's just stop beating around the bush. Mike is not on the show anymore. Mike has stepped down. He has been honorably discharged. There's no drama. There's nothing to speculate. There's no uh ed- True Hollywood story being produced. There's nothing to see on page 6. Mike has made some poor life decisions. <laughs> he moved in with a girlfriend
1: who is now his wife.
0: Problem number 2, right? <laughs> bad mis- bad decision number 2. Then he got married. He put these things in front of mm-hmm. you guys, the scuttlebuds. You should be mad at him. And he moved. And he, yeah, so he moved, he got married, and now he wants to lean into his Mike Page studios. Yes. Right? Yeah, he's he's, an artist at
1: heart, and that's where he wants to put his time and energy, and he's extremely talented. um, And that's where he should put his his focus.
0: He really is. He takes his illustrating talents, sketches on wood, and then he burns the wood into images, and that's kind of hard to do. That's a unique medium. Yes. What do you work with? Wood. I burn images in wood. And if you want to see what we're talking about, we actually, on our website, com we have... Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. with our logo, small town scuttlebutt logo on them. And you can check them out. Mike made them. So. Yep, or
1: visit Mike Page Studios if you want to see his his whole kind of gallery of work.
0: Dip into our inventory first and then, <laughs> and then if you got some extra money, then go to him. Because these things have already been paid for. <laughs> we are in the red right now, Liz, on Mike Page Studio <laughs> Ornaments.
1: But Mike was a valuable contributor to the show and- He'll probably pop in from time to time if he has something he wants to chat about.
0: Oh, yeah. We were talking about, uh, so we've been actually texting back and forth. Oh, good. Funny concepts and ideas. So he's always going to have that creative outlet. Yes. And he'll throw it to us. Also, uh, he doesn't know this yet. And, Mike, if you're listening, um, I'm designating you as Liz's substitute. Yes. You are Liz's proxy. When she can't make it, we got to do a show. You are coming down, and then we're going to go have a cigar by the fire pit afterward and hang out. That sounds perfect. Non negotiable, Mike. (laughs) Over to you, Liz. So,
1: Scuttlebuds, Rick and I are very excited to announce the second annual Small Town Scuttlebutts No Apologies World Tour, coming to a small town near you in early February, specifically the Zulu Gallery here in Medfield, Massachusetts. In addition to a live podcast recording, this event will feature live music and stand up comedy from a comedian whose credits include Netflix, Hulu, and MTV. More details will be released shortly. Tickets for this action-packed event will go on sale in early January, but for our scuttlebuds, we are going to have a pre-sale event just for you before tickets are made available to the general public. Because there's limited seating for this event, we want to make sure our loyal listeners get first dibs on tickets. So if you want to be included in that elite group, visit smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Click the contact button and send us your email address. You don't want to miss out on the most exclusive night of entertainment Medfield has ever seen.
0: <laughs> I think it's true. I agree. That's going to be pretty unique. And we can say who the comedian is. Okay. It's Will Noonan. And Will Noonan, uh, I just saw him. He's in a movie on Netflix. I've heard him on Sirius XM radio as well. Voted Boston's best comic. I mean, Boston is a breeding ground yes. for famous headliners and yep. actors that have gone on, moved on. And Will's one of them. And I've worked with Will a little bit. And uh, I want to say we're friends. We're more acquaintances. But I just want to be friends with Will. He's so cool. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> He's a cool dude.
1: That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So, live podcast recording, live music, stand-up comedy. It's going to be super fun. So, go to smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Give us your email address and we'll get you on the list for the pre-sale taking place early January.
0: Very good. Okay. Well, I think the uh, new business portion of this meeting is over, (laughs) right? Let's get into the fun
1: stuff. All right, let's do it.
0: All right, Ushanka. (laughs) Hey, that was Mike.
1: Yes, credit where credit is due. He's
0: with us forever. (laughs) Yes. Immortalized. (laughs) The Ushanka (laughs) jingle. Over to you, Liz. All
1: right, so first up in our Ushanka is laundry. So Rick, you and I have had many conversations on this podcast about kind of the even division of labor that we have in our households. You know, some things you take care of, some things Leslie takes care of, and it's the same in my house. I am the laundry gal. And I really, even though we've got, you know, there's five people in the house, there's a lot of laundry. I don't really mind because it's completely mindless. I listen, usually listen to podcasts when I'm folding the laundry. So it's totally cool. So I was in the family room, I've just finished folding a load of mine and Dan's laundry, and I had to go pick Will up um, to take him to physical therapy. So I just left the basket in the living room, went and took him to the physical therapy, came home, basket was gone. And Dan said, Oh, hon, I put the laundry away. And I was, which never happens. And I was like, Oh, my God, thank you so much. A couple hours later, Rick, I went upstairs mm. to the bedroom, mm-hmm. and I'm just, listeners, please forgive me, because I'm going to show Rick a photo, and I'm going to ask him to describe it, because I do realize this is an audio medium.
0: But we'll put it on the socials.
1: Yes. So, Rick, please describe for the listeners what that is.
0: Okay. I see some maybe athletic tops or mm-hmm. under undershirt, like women, like something, yes. camisoles. But, yes. Right? Yeah. Workout gear. Yes, workout gear. Then to the right of that is a pile of, like, maybe the pants, the, the workout, workout pants. Workout pants, yep. And then to the right of that, something smaller, and maybe that's the It's piles of
1: women's clothing, is what it is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what yes. we and It's like, so, and, I'm, and I'm having trouble right. defining, is that a canvas But now, off?
1: where are they located? Where are they located?
0: Oh, I see what you're going On right.
1: top of my dresser. <laughs>
0: yeah, he... he...
1: <laughs> so, they're not actually quote-unquote, away, per se.
0: No, he took him to the next checkpoint. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) So I was like, this doesn't really meet the definition of away. So his excuse is that he he doesn't, quote-unquote, get my system for how I put my clothes away, so he just leaves them on top of the dresser, which I don't, I mean, he, he put my underwear away. That's mm-hmm. the only thing he could figure out how to do. Yep. Everything else was just too too much for well, him.
0: Well, you got to give the guy credit that he knows where your underwear drawer <laughs> is. Do you fold your underwear? Yes, I do. do.
1: I actually have because I have got like crippling OCD with certain things. I have a divider that fits into my dresser drawer and there's like little pockets for each oh, yeah. individual pair of underwear. <laughs> I have that for
0: my socks. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. I love that you brought up this uh, gender role kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. Most of our listeners are Gen X, married, homeowners, yep. right? Every man that's listening is like, yeah, I'm on Dan's side. That was that was a noble, <laughs> noble move by Dan and uh, he played it safe. Right. And by that, I mean- He didn't mess with whatever that system is of yours. He was afraid. He was afraid. And that's why he doesn't actually put your clothes in the washing machine and use detergents Mm -hmm. and pick temperatures and cycle times. Because women have clothes that literally disintegrate (laughs) or shrink. Like I don't know. We wear mostly cotton stuff and it's like you throw it in the wash. Maybe you'll hang this. Maybe you'll dry it. Mostly dry it. But with women's clothing, it's a whole, whole new life. animal. And that's why we stay away. And it's not an excuse. It's we literally would need to sit down for like a seminar, a three hour I- seminar <laughs> on how to properly. Like <laughs> my wife uh, has so much stuff that she hangs. She just hangs yeah. on these. Yep. These according kind of like drying mm-hmm. racks. And I, and I just I'm like that is all drying machine. Legit stuff like. If it was left to me, she does not. Yeah, let no, me do the that.
1: fabric is too delicate. The heat from the dryer will damage it or shrink it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. no. Yep. And in his defense, if he had put my stuff away and it was in the wrong place, I would have been annoyed and mm-hmm. I would have said to him, "Just leave it out and I'll do it myself."
0: <laughs> See, Liz, that's why. That's why you're legit because yeah. he knew that he. Yeah, he, he's playing chess. Mm-hmm. He's like a couple moves ahead. He goes, if I, he probably opened the drawer had like your yoga pants in in one hand and he's like, nah, you know what? I'm just going to put them back here and he (laughs) stepped away. He walked it back. I know he did. We've all been there. We've all been there.
1: Yep. So, yeah. So that was Dan's version of putting the laundry quote unquote away.
0: (laughs) So now do you feel, I feel like you have good self-awareness. Yeah. I try. Yeah. Yes. Where do we go from here? Are you good? Did you say thank you, Dan? This was great. Or did you say, hey, thanks for half-assing it, Dan?
1: Well, I did the pre, I didn't, I didn't realize, I thanked him before I realized that my clothes were just left on top of the dresser. Mm -hmm. And if I had gone to him and been like, dude, like you could even finish the job. He would have said, I don't know where your stuff goes. I didn't want to put it in the wrong place. And I would have said, yeah, I get it. So. I appreciated that he at least took the laundry upstairs and put his own stuff away because that's more than usually happens. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's all good. Good,
0: good. <laughs> you could d- divide, divide and conquer that task. Like, hey, I'm I'm washing, you're folding. No.
1: Like,
0: I, I is, like the folding. I don't I, mind. I
1: don't, like, I also want to start and finish a task. Like, I don't want to start a task – and have it be unfinished and not know when it's going to be finished. So I'd rather just take care of it from like soup to nuts. Like I have friends who they only do their own laundry and Mm. their, and their husbands have to do their laundry. That's me. Oh, really? Now, why is it? Because that's just how you guys divide the chore or your, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, And Leslie usually does the kids laundry too, but, but that doesn't exclude me from doing it. I'll jump Mm -hmm. in and do that. That's, that's anybody. Just take it, grab it. Whoever's yep. it's situational, but yeah, I prefer to do my own laundry. Leslie does her own laundry. It's there's some of that independence, yep. you know.
1: Well, that's that's a good even division of labor. Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, and also you know my my mom when I was a kid was so sick of me leaving my laundry. You know, like you have one job, Rick. Put your laundry in the hamper. Ugh. and I couldn't do it. Why? Because no. I'm twelve. I'm a twelve year old boy. My
1: fourteen year old son doesn't No, do it's it all either. on the
0: floor. The bedroom is just in the smell. Yeah. My wife is my wife. My mom. <laughs> my mom says, Hey, here's a basket. Get all your clothes and meet me in the basement. And mm, we went downstairs hardcore. and she's like, This is how you use a washing machine. In forty-five minutes, we're gonna come back and I'm gonna teach you how to use this thing called the dryer. And since that day, I've done all my own laundry. Wow. I fell in love with it. I was really? like, yes, because I was like, I get the clothes when I need them. Yes. When I want them. sort of them. in control. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, so it's cool. I can't even get my 14-year-old to put his clothes away. Like, I bring the laundry basket in, and I'll say, you're in charge of putting your stuff away. And mm-hmm. two days later... It's still sitting there, but it's been all rumpled through and things are unfolded because he was looking for the sweatshirt at the bottom of the basket. Yeah. And that just annoys me because now it's a bigger mess that I have to clean up. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm not teaching my, I'm not training my children as well as your mother trained you. Okay. All
0: right. What's the next one?
1: Well, this one I'm very curious about. Asshole or hero?
0: (laughs) Yep. That's mine. And uh, (laughs) one of these things, Mm self-reflecting, I do things, I pretty much go, with the flow in society. but Sometimes, like, I do, Rick, do you follow the law? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you follow every law? No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Some laws are just stupid. Right. They're just dumb. Like, if I'm at a stop, a four-way stop sign at, like, say, one in the morning, and there's nobody there, or oh, red light, I mean, four-way traffic with the red light, one in the morning, there's nobody, nothing, <laughs> not even a headlight a quarter mile down the road. I... I roll, stop, and go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You
1: treat it like a yield sign? Yes.
0: Yes, I do. I do. I mean, I might come to that stop. No one stops stops. You right. know what I mean? Like, you kind of come to that like, okay, I'm going one mile an hour for five feet. Right. And we're going to go. And I go right through mm-hmm. that red light.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think everybody should because what are you doing? What are, are you d-
1: doing out at one in the morning?
0: Uh, You know, just... <laughs> Hanging out, at my you're, girlfriend's suburban dad. House. You're,
1: you're supposed to be home in bed next to your wife, yeah. Once in a while,
0: I'm, I'm out late, but if it happens, I'm like, Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not stopping for that. Uh, the front license plate law, like, yep, you know what, in Massachusetts, we have, yeah, have, it's a two plate state, they say. I'm like, Yeah, well, not for everyone. If I had the green plate, the old one, I'd be grandfathered in. So, you're saying this law applies to some people, but not others, well. I have a cool German car and I got a cool German license plate on the front grill of that because I think your little boxy square American plate (laughs) looks stupid (laughs) on this nice front end of a car. So one time I got busted.
1: I was just going to say, do you ever get pulled over for that?
0: One time a guy on a motorcycle turned around, pulled me over, told me about the two plate law. I'm like, yeah, I'm aware. And he says, Mm -hmm. "Uh, no one's ever pulled you over for this. And I looked at him like, no, no. It's not exactly man. an
1: egregious violation. It's
0: not. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um so today mm-hmm. I broke a rule. It's not it's on the law books. It's uh it's uh it's kind of uh, one of the this is what happened. I had to go to the mall.
1: Ugh, sorry. <laughs> I know. Usually
0: <laughs> I'm excited about going to the mall. Yeah. This was like, you gotta go get that thing. And it's like at a mall, and the mall parking lot was packed. I did the zigzagging up and down each aisle, can find anything, until I came to an oasis of eight empty spots. Signs, oh, I know
1: what this is.
0: <laughs> these eight empty spots had big green circles painted in the middle of them with signs in front of them, each one of them saying that they are for um, energy-efficient vehicles only.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say it was for curbside pickup. Okay,
0: no, no. Continue. <laughs> so I said to myself, Bullshit. It's for my car. And I pulled in because what are we doing? Like, you want me to save? You're, you're rewarding people because they have energy efficient cars. So you're going to take make me drive around in my <laughs> not as an energy efficient car just polluting the parking right, lot exactly. <laughs> up and down. Are we thinking this through? Right. Second of all, not much of an incentive. Everyone I know that has a Prius did not buy it for the preferred parking. Right. Also, I found a loophole, Liz. Hmm. My car, it's yep. sporty. Not, it's not a gas guzzler, but it's not a Prius. But it is more energy efficient than a diesel-powered dump truck. Very true. So I said, I'm going to park in this goddamn thing. And so I did. I was the only person in these eight spots. Everyone was like a lemming that wouldn't touch them. These forbidden, <laughs> sacred parking <laughs> spots. I will continue to drive around them all nine freaking oh times. God. Not me. Not Rickford no. Jr. Nope. He parks in that th- thing, walks out. And says, yeah, I'm a hero, right? <laughs> I go in, I get my thing, I come back out. Three SUVs also parked on the thing. No I, way. Yep, I got it going. Oh I got my it God, going.
1: that's amazing. It
0: just takes one. Yeah, it that's just true. Ta- it just takes one hero. And what I guess. the change is what the moral of the story is. (laughs) Who
1: is who? So who's patrolling that? Is there like Paul Blart Malkoff out there like cruising around to make sure that only energy efficient vehicles are parked there? And then if they're not, are they calling a towing company?
0: See, that's the thing. They're not. It's not enforceable. Correct. There's no jurisdiction. It's a recommendation disguised as a rule. Right. And I don't I don't I'm not down with that. I've done
1: that with curbside. Pick up before, because if all the curbside pickup Mm -hmm. spots are open, Mm -hmm. if I'm going into the mall and I'm definitely going to purchase something, Mm -hmm. it's sort of the same thing in my mind. Like, you know, just because I didn't purchase it online and go there to pick it up, I'm still spending the money and Mm -hmm. never. Yeah. So.
0: And this will this will tank a business. You know, remember uh, Toys R Us Mm -hmm. had their subsidiary Babies R Us. Yes. Yeah. Where are they now? They're gone. You know why? You know why? Because they had 20 parking spots for expectant mothers. Mm -hmm. Again, nope, I'm parking in it. (laughs) You can walk. Wouldn't (laughs) hurt you. Okay? Get a little exercise. Move the body. (laughs) By the way, how did you get pregnant? Did that... (laughs) Yeah, someone had to provide the baby batter, so <laughs> I am going to take part in. I had something to do with that. Pregnant, I'm an expecting father. I think it was sexist, so i <laughs> fucking park in that spot. <laughs> I don't care. Oh my the God. only now a handicap spot never. Oh God, I would never. No. In fact, I've seen people do it, and I say something. Yeah, I I actually. You know, this is why I'm a dick, because I, I say things. But if I see someone playing, I don't, I'm like, where's the placard? Where's the, right. this person? Is like jogging. You know, I'm like, hey, asshole. Yep. You know?
1: Years and years ago, Dan and I went to, this is a thousand years ago, because it was before we were married, mm-hmm. to the Atrium Mall, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's now like a medical building yeah. in Chestnut Hill. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a nice Mercedes, you know, probably a $100,000 vehicle that intentionally parked like between two spaces so oh. no one could get close to, you know, their car. Yep. So we had like a, happen to have a piece of paper in the car and Dan just wrote, you're an asshole and put it under the <laughs> guy's windshield wiper.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would never do it just because someone is going to take offense to that and key the car. Yeah. You're like you, I get what you're trying to do. You're mm-hmm. trying to protect your car, but you're basically dangling a carrot. Yes. Saying, come mess with me, because I deserve it. I
1: am so important that I deserve two parking
0: spaces. And, dude, it's just a Mercedes. Like If you said it was a Porsche 911 Carrera Turbo, I'd be like, okay, Mm -hmm. ole. You should go parallel across three with that car, buddy. (laughs) I would bow down, but that's my favorite car. All right, let's hit a break. And uh, when we come back, Liz is going to educate us on a concept called critical ignoring. Perez Martial Arts strongly believes that martial arts can be for everyone, regardless of age, gender, or experience level. Throughout all of their programs, students will not only learn the necessary skill sets to protect themselves, but they stand behind their realistic and practical approach, confident it will enable every member to achieve greatness and live their best life. Find out why so many people turn to Perez Martial Arts for their martial arts training. Parents just like you have discovered how to maximize their child's potential and accelerate their development. Request more information or get started today with their exclusive online only offer at PerezMartialArts.com. Smear Campaign is a live music entertainment exhibition based on the magic and memories from decades of the greatest songs ever written. With a eclectic cast of larger-than-life players, Smear Campaign breathes new life into genre-jumping classics of yesterday and today, while always staying true to the live band experience that has built them a loyal and fanatical following. Smear Campaign's appeal is based largely on their zeal to make every performance the night of your life. They see every show as an opportunity to share and partake in a vapid exchange of positive energy with the audience, leaving a lasting impression that stays with concertgoers long after the concert experience ends. You've seen thousands of cover bands, but have you seen Smear Campaign? Find out why they're regarded as the patriots of the party mentality. Critical Ignoring Yes. What is this all about? So
1: this was a new concept that I was recently made aware of. And so I think we can all agree that we are constantly surrounded by content, whether it's being directed to us or we're looking for it, you know, Mm -hmm. whether we're on our iPhones, our iPads, um, desktop, whatever, like you go to a news website. There's headlines, there's clickbait, yada, yada, yada. So mm-hmm. it's this concept of, you know, you're we're just constantly being inundated with information. And some of it's really useful and important, but a lot of it, probably most of it, is useless. So, for example, every morning after I get Avery and Brady on the school bus.
0: Avery and Brady, remember yes. our producer tips. Avery and Brady are twins and they're 10 years old.
1: Yes, thank you. In, in, in the fifth, fifth grade. grade.
0: <laughs> one is a lot smarter than the other. We won't say which one. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just so, kidding. They're sweet kids.
1: Thank you. I they're hope they're so. sweet
0: kids. They're- I would say, can I just, of course, one adjective to describe each one? Mm-hmm. Avery, quick witted. Yes. Brady, sweetheart.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally.
0: Just ladies. That's
1: spot on. Yeah. I know. Look out. Like he's he, going to be a heartbreaker. He <laughs> is. He's, he's just going to
0: be like, he's just a nice, sweet boy. Yeah.
1: He is. He's a good kid. Yeah. So, after I kick them onto the school bus in the morning
0: <laughs> <and Get out laughs> say
1: sayonara, yeah. um, I go into my office and the first thing I do is I go to CNN.com and I read the five things you should know before you start your day. And it's just a super quick, like, here are five important things that are going on in the world that you should probably be aware of. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, that's my way of just making sure I kind of know what's going on outside of my four walls. Okay. Inevitably, though. I get sidetracked and I start clicking on articles about other things, you know,
0: on CNN. Yes. Okay.
1: A lot of times it's murder.
0: Yeah. But today, well, you 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 and your true crime, <laughs> true crime. you you can't help yes. yourself.
1: But today, uh, I saw a headline that said. Um, Goblin mode is the Oxford Word of the Year. I saw that. Did too. you see that? I yeah. Did. So I was like, I don't know what that means. I should find out what it means. So I clicked on it. I now I know what it means, but it, I don't really need to know what it means. So that's like an example of you know, you kind of going down this rabbit hole of information gathering that is really unnecessary.
0: Yeah, and uh, for the scuttlebutt the definition of goblin mode mm-hmm. is what it's just a, a, it's like a, a s- slob. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's a synonym for laziness. Yes. Really? Mm.
1: Slovenly behavior. Think like you're in your, still in your pajamas at 4 PM and you've got chip potato chip crumbs falling all over you. And you're just scrolling through Netflix and there's probably a lot of belching and yeah, and- scratching of parts going on that's You'd a goblin
0: mode oh, so so that's uh, i call it sunday afternoon but <laughs> <laughs> uh, pat's got the one o'clock and the four o'clock game it doesn't matter this is me all day long no just kidding um interestingly what mm. bothered me about that headline because i did click on the uh-huh. headline yeah <laughs> and uh, i read the lead and then i was out i checked out Uh, I didn't go down a wormhole or anything, but I was irritated that the word of the year is actually a phrase.
1: It's two words. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Hence, therefore, the very definition of a phrase. That is goblin mode. It wasn't... You didn't even hyphenate it where I could say, okay, you you got me on a technicality. No, (laughs) goblin mode. One, two.
1: Now, all right, so... But anyway. do, you, do you ever, because I'm also very guilty of this, do you ever click on, like, the BuzzFeed quizzes to be like, what character from Friends would you be? And I'm like, I need to know. This is information I need to know. <laughs> so I get sucked in. Like, I'm a, I am am, a clickbait victim of lo- my own doing.
0: I love doing that. I knew I knew one. I was like, are you really doing this, dude? It was like, <laughs> can you identify all 50 states and they just give you just the shape of the state? Mm. Which... You know, I'm like, bring it on. Yep. I'm going to nail this. all. But then I'm like, as I'm like in 23, I'm like, West Virginia next, 24. I'm like, oh, my God, there's 26 <laughs> more of these freaking things. not even halfway
1: through. Yeah. And,
0: and, you know, you click it, but then you have to click. Okay, then it gives you the answer, right? And then you have to click. Like mm-hmm. next, and then it gives you like a reason or some little factoid about West Virginia, and then you got to click. So it's like three <laughs> clicks per state. I'm doing the mental math, and I'm like, this is 150 freaking clicks.
1: It's like at, a 45-minute at, at nine
0: seconds per <laughs> click. I'm get, it's 11:30. <laughs> I gotta go to bed. And then I was like, ah, but I gotta, I gotta crush it. Yeah, and, and then yes. we got to Colorado. New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. And I'm like, oh, God mm, damn it. I'm the, out. These are all squares. Yes. <laughs> this is not fair. <laughs> Give me a hint. So to
1: define this concept of critical ignoring, it mm. is deliberately and strategically choosing what to disregard and where to invest one's limited attentional capacities. It's an essential life skill for citizens of the digital world. In addition to keeping us informed, critical ignoring can also help us stay sane. So I know, I feel like we always hammer home the point on this podcast of like critical thinking yep. and looking at things with intention and in context. And this is just kind of another component of recognizing this is useful information. This really isn't useful information. So not as to clog your brain up with nonsense that could honestly lead you to overthinking things and anxiety yep. and, and, you know, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. particularly the biggest area, where we should all engage in critical ignoring is with online trolls or people spreading misinformation. So Rick, do you, so early on in your Facebook endeavors, did you engage with trolls or people that, you know, you felt like were, spreading misleading information versus Absolutely. what you do now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So no. tell,
1: tell me about your evolution.
0: <laughs> some, some people would even call me a troll and I would say, yeah, yeah. By definition, I mean, I'm, I always felt like I was like the Robin Hood of trolls. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like uh, if you're a thief, yeah, but he's robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. Like, well, Rick, you're being kind of a troll. I'm trolling the troll, you know, <laughs> I'm like. When I speak up, I'm speaking up against the status quo that just assumes this is the way it is, and they come to it with absolutism. And I'm, yep. I'm like, where's the critical thinking? Where you know, where's the uh, the point counterpoint? This, this is
1: that's not what trolls are looking for, though. Like a true troll mm-hmm. exists just to incite discord.
0: Well, what I would do is go into echo chambers, which was mm-hmm. our local Facebook group. Correct. It was just. It was an echo chamber. It was like, mm-hmm. you you know, if you don't think like us, you're right. stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I'd go in there and just punch holes in it. And mm-hmm. and I thought, uh, always for comedic effect. And, and yes, you are going to upset people, but they're the right people. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is going to get a kick out of it or just not care. Right, right. And then uh, Donald Trump became the president. Yeah. Everyone got into a tizzy. Then we had COVID and lockdowns. So everyone's losing their mind. And yeah. I realized, you know what? People don't need it people don't need it Rick it's time for a podcast
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> take it to the
0: next level if people want to hear you they'll click the link if they don't they don't have to they can critically ignore me right? yeah no so I, I agree that option I don't hijack it's kind of like you know what I realized I was like to some people more and more people I am the flight attendant who's going to do 10 minutes on how to buckle a seatbelt, and it's going to be hilarious. No, it's not hilarious. This flight sucks, and you're not funny, and I have no option. I cannot go anywhere. I can't go mm-hmm. to the bar because there is none. You know, I can't go into the next room. I can't go outside. That's forced audience. Right, know. yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so I look at the whole online troll thing. You know the movie Monsters, Inc. where the monsters, they thrived, they lived off of the screams of children? Yes. That's, that's what online trolls are. Like, they're the human version yeah.
0: of that. You yeah, know. yes, okay, so maybe I wasn't a troll, maybe some would, uh... yeah, because I never did it for that reason, I always did it for, like, these people are ridiculous, like, mm-hmm. like I'm making fun of them, like, you know, right. like I'm, right, right. I'm uh, satirically approaching this, but anyway, because yeah.
1: Well, their whole objective is to either intentionally spread misinformation or to come out with a, a Controversial or salacious topic, just for the purposes of getting people all riled up. They're mm-hmm. not really interested in being corrected or, or educated. They just want to keep their argument or their stupid point
0: going. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I would argue that sometimes I don't think they're intentionally sending out misinformation. I, I think they're believing their own bullshit because mm-hmm. they're they're ignorant. Usually, I don't. You don't get highbrow people with you know college degrees and advanced degrees and C-level. Accomplished people don't right. fuck around on the <laughs> internet, you know, fighting with people. Like I, today I was reading, uh, I got a, I got a thing. I was on Facebook. I yep. looked at it for a minute. It was about a uh, controversy in, in the community. And um, some guy who I know is, or I'm pretty sure is not an attorney, all of a sudden, knew everything about law, mm. and I and I just saw this guy as like, dude, you're tangling right. with the village idiot. Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, who's, who's, which client is getting billed for your time right now? When you have to fill out your timesheet and send it into <laughs> to the accounting department, right? Like, you got a bill what eight hours today, and yeah. you clearly have shown everybody that you spent three hours tangling with some knucklehead who you don't even know.
1: Like, exactly. Well, and it's just so like, do you think as a society? as a society we're going to get away from all of this like you know you brought up Donald Trump and COVID and, and all of this mm-hmm, stuff you mm-hmm. know really made people kind of lose their minds and 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 become very divisive and very antagonistic in a lot of ways and where do you think as social media evolves are we going to get to a better a better place
0: My wife and I were talking about it this morning, actually, Mm -hmm. because I told her what the topic was Mm -hmm. tonight. And she said, and I just noticed this, but she is off Facebook. She canceled her account. Gone. Gone, gone. Not even suspending. And she's out. Can't find her. And I said, uh, what's that all about? She's like, you know, I just feel like uh, as a society... um, We've experimented long enough, and we failed. It, yeah. it doesn't work, and we don't need it, and I need to support that with my action and be one of the people that will maybe drive the stocks down and, and force the change. But I don't like how people are communicating. I don't care about anything I've been looking at. It's right. nothing. It's just nothing. And I'm like, wow, it's interesting. But I liked her quote. We have failed. The yeah. The experiment is over really and we interesting. failed. The, I think the, it's she, really interesting. It's yeah, like the dad is in. It's over. Yeah. We yeah. can we can wrap up this experiment and move on to something else.
1: Yeah. And I think if anybody out there has not seen the documentary, The Social Dilemma, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to watch it. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you have kids yep. that have access to social media. Um, but they have executives, former executives from, you know, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, et cetera. And one of the engineers that developed the like button for Facebook is featured in the documentary. And he said, we really went into this thinking that, that we were going to spread positivity, you know, people liking and, and, you know, making people happy. He said, we had no idea that this would turn into, you know, teenage girls hating themselves, you know, that, that whole thing. He said, we really went into it with the best of intentions, but you take an idea, throw it out into the world for everybody to have access to. And it's just
0: mayhem interesting that they learned from this and did nothing, nothing about, about it, it. that's and that's gonna, why you
1: know I mean this is a whole different yeah. topic but the whole yeah. you know all the whistleblowers at Facebook and mm-hmm. really looking at the psychology behind how that's affecting particularly our, our children and their mental health and all of that so yeah. but anyway to, you know to Leslie's point
0: mm-hmm.
1: she recognized this was an adding value to her and I, I have other friends who have recognized that as well and they've left social media and they've said, you know what, like I have a lot more time in my day. Um, I'm less annoyed by society in general. Sure, sure. And so it's just reading about this topic of critical ignorant, ignoring,
0: critical ignoring,
1: just reading. Are you about beatboxing? Like a- <laughs> So just reading about mm-hmm. this topic of critical ignoring, mm-hmm. there are things that we can do that are very easy to kind of clear our heads and maintain our sanity and 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 one of those things is called self-nudging where we eliminate certain apps from our phones, we turn off notifications, we set screen time. We our home screen on our phones is only necessary apps like maps and calendar and yep. camera. Yep. You know, so we're only looking at or engaging with really what we absolutely need. And those are things we just need when we need them. You know, we don't have to engage with them. Um, So just it gives you the opportunity to kind of like clear your head a little bit. Gotcha. So so the bottom line here, this is a quote from one of the articles that I read. The bottom line, separate the news from the noise. Learning the skill of critical ignoring will allow you to thoughtfully and deliberately allocate your attentional resources and disregard the rest. So most importantly, don't feed the trolls because they're yeah. like feral cats. They're just going to keep coming back for more.
0: That's right. Now, um, I did a little experiment. I went Oof. onto my Facebook and I was like, let's see what the algorithms got. Because I'm getting a lot of like filler stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of ads and also a lot yes. of quizzes or uh, you'll never believe what this person did. Wait till you see number 17. Those kind of. And
1: click- that's the classic, you know, you go down this rabbit hole yep. where you should really just be like, I don't I don't need that.
0: Right. hmm. But first, I looked at the article that you sent me, mm-hmm. which is about critical ignoring. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but when I went to Facebook, poof, all gone. Really? No, it was just nothing but friends and friends and friends. It's kind of like my other conspiracy theory about how we had Russian listeners. Yes. And then the Ukraine war starts and we have zero. Mm. We had hundreds of people in Russia listening on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we had zero. And there's a war in Russia and it's, uh, you know, there's financial and military backing from our government to the people that they're fighting. I'm going to.
1: Coincidence? uh, I think not. I don't know.
0: Time Life Books presents. (laughs) So I thought, isn't this funny? But so I went to another source. I said, you know, I'm going to go out to the media. I'm going to go. Go to USA Today. That's mm. kind of like your weekly reader of newspapers. Every hotel
1: room's favorite newspaper. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: yeah. It's like a doormat, yes. right? You wake up, yes. and it's like, there it is. <laughs> so it had its stories, you know, mm-hmm. its headlines. And we have a 24 7 news cycle. It's like a lot of filler, a lot of filling in. Right. And the internet's always on, it's always there yes. and always accessible. Like
1: I just printed out for you what happened yesterday. Yeah.
0: So know? we're, yes. And so we're just got to fill it up, right? Yep. Let me read a couple things that I saw that on a normal day, if I'm standing in line or I'm waiting for something, I would pick up my phone and these are the things that I would may or may not click on. Tell me how you stand. Oh, here's one. This is on social media. Anything with elf elf on a shelf. Oh. You Nope. You are uh, I, I actually will defend you. <laughs> I will defend you because you know what? <laughs> You bring no originality. First of all, don't even have that stupid thing in your house. You know, you're just yeah. teaching your kid, big brother's watching, and it's okay. I hate it. Ditto. <laughs> I'm like a dad who's like, old <laughs> old man. The old man is like being a curmudgeon again. Uh, here's what 25-plus actors that starred in famous movies from the 90s look like now.
1: 25-plus is too big of a number for me. If you said 10... Mm-hmm. I might go for it.
0: <laughs> 25 plus. It's a lot. This one, I'm totally on. And I was like, yes. And this is this is what happens. They throw in a little, you know, a piece of gold there, mm-hmm. right? Once in a while, you're like, hey, there's a nugget. I love that. The Gravity Industries jet packs are quickly becoming an essential rapid response rescue tool. This is a backpack mm-hmm. that's hooked up to forearm, like holding yep. things. With jets on them and you can <gasps> fly around about ten feet above the ground. I'm now, in. <laughs> yes, I gotta look at that. I gotta click through that. Yep. I gotta watch the video. Yes, that that sucked me in. Uh here's one that I don't care about. The GMA three affair. Oh,
1: I can't get away from those headlines.
0: Good morning, America. No. Not good morning, America. Not good morning, America two. Good morning, America three. Trace. <laughs> what? I'd never heard
1: of these people before. I didn't even know there were three Good Morning Americans. No, where But does, now I do. Yeah. Yes.
0: So is that like on a separate channel? Like- I don't know. NBC4? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know. I don't know where this program exists. I have never heard of these people, but now I know. Oh, the only thing that I found interesting is that the woman- was formerly married to Andrew Shu of Melrose Place fame and brother of Elizabeth Shue. <gasps> to me, Ooh. that's the most interesting part of this okay. whole story. Okay, interesting.
0: <laughs> uh, brave mother rescues terrified five-year-old from a raccoon attack. It's a video, and you can click oh, on no, it.
1: Oh, no, thank you. I do not want to see a child attacked by an animal.
0: Yeah, you know what? Uh, brave mother, okay, that's good. Terrified five-year-old. Don't need to see that. No. Why would I want to watch that? Like, and also, I don't know exactly until I watch it what the definition of rescue is. You could save her life and she's rescued, but also that thing could have bit her freaking arm right. off.
1: She could be mauled. Yeah. she be like that story of the
0: chimp that ate the woman's face. That's right. She mm-hmm. was saved, you know. Technically. Yeah. So I didn't need to see that. Nope. But what what kind of messed up person's like, "Oh yeah, I got I got time." It
1: was like the same people that watch beheading videos, you mm. know, like real sickos. Yep. I mean, I might watch a lot of murder documentaries, but I even I have a line. <laughs>
0: How tall is Kevin Hart? Debunking the actor's height.
1: Oh my God, no! I'll just go to Wikipedia and find out for myself. <laughs> I just like who cares? Who cares? We get it. He's short. We He's see a short him. king. We yeah, get it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, nine out of ten people fail this brand logo quiz, and then it showed like the Quaker Oats logo, and I'm like.
1: You know what? what? I am such a sucker for oh, quizzes. Yeah. I'm such a, I am, I love trivia. I'm a sucker for quizzes. I take, at the end of the week, I take the CNN quiz to mm-hmm. make sure that I I know all the things I'm supposed to know about what happened during the week.
0: According to them.
1: According to them. Yeah. I need, it's like I need certain amount of validation for my, I don't even want to say level of intelligence because it's, a lot of it doesn't involve intelligence.
0: <laughs> <I sure know. laughs> no, it's not, yeah.
1: I love a good quiz. Yeah, those are really good examples, though, of, what would constitute, you know, the important critical thinking versus the critical ignoring.
0: Here's some good NAT sound on what you can do with this list. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Gone. Out of sight, out of mind. Yep. Love it. You could have done that by the way, if I went through all ten of those things, that's easily an hour of my day. Right. An hour. I know no, you can do so much with an hour.
1: I know. I know. And sometimes I convince myself like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm educating myself. I'm learning new things. But a lot of it I don't need unless I'm going to go on Jeopardy. I don't need any of this information. Yeah.
0: And Jeopardy's never going to say what 90s actor yeah. looks like a heroin addict <laughs> today, but with, was a sex symbol.
1: <laughs> they might ask Kevin Hart's height. You never yeah, know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs>
0: This five foot four comedic actor Mm -hmm. starred in Jumanji. (laughs) What is Kevin Hart? That's right. (laughs) Wow, you're smart. You must spend a lot of time on the internet. Internet, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Okay, Liz. Why don't you get us out of here?
1: All right, listeners. Thank you for joining us as always. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hit us up on smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Send us your grievances, your thoughts, what have you. And as a reminder, if you want to get on the pre-sale list for our live show coming up in February, make sure to send us your email address um, at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Have a great week.
0: Delivering a weekly podcast takes time and money. We make the time and we need to make the money too. That's where our sponsors come in. If you like the show, please lend your support to the businesses that support us. Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, APC Pest and Termite Control, Mario's Lawn Care, Royal Pizza, Smear Campaign, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, and Mike Page Studios.